0: Hello and welcome to Nurturing Resilience. I'm Leisha Nelson. This is a podcast for cultivating connection, belonging, and safety through stories of triumph and post traumatic growth, sprinkled with a little bit of magic. I am so glad you have joined me. Let's dive into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 13. I'm super excited to be at lucky number 13. This feels like a milestone for me. Today, we are going to dive into the nervous system, but specifically something called interoception. Before I explain what interoception is and why this word is so important when it comes to our nervous system, I'd like to give you a little bit of a background Last year, I did something on Instagram called Nervous System November, and that was where about each day or every other day, I would post information on the nervous system. I would dive into different health aspects, maybe different aspects of healing, and I had a lot of fun. You can go see all of that on my Instagram, and I'll link that below in the show notes under the story highlights if you go to Nervous System November you'll find most of the stuff is tagged there. But this year, instead of doing it that way, I decided to do a four-part series on this podcast. So for the next four weeks, each week, I'll be releasing a longer form podcast that dives into different aspects of your nervous system, what your nervous system is, but really mostly focusing on starting to work with your nervous system And understanding what your nervous system is so that we can start to heal our nervous system, which I believe is really important for everyone, not just for people who have experienced trauma, but literally the more that we can feel and understand our own nervous systems, the better our relationships are with our body, with ourselves, with our children, with our partners, with our friends. I really do believe that starting to work with your own nervous system, understanding your nervous system is what will change this planet for more health and wellness and healing. In a previous episode of my podcast, it's actually episode nine. I'll link that as well in the show notes. That episode is titled, what is somatic trauma Resolution and I would recommend if you know nothing about the nervous system, if you haven't listened to that podcast already, if you're unsure what somatics is, I would start there with that first podcast. In that first podcast, I really start to explain the basics of the nervous system. I talk about what trauma resolution even is, I talk a little bit about what trauma is and what this is from a somatic perspective. I'll share a little bit on that today just to make things easier and the language better to understand. But again, if you haven't listened to that show and you're curious about those different aspects, go back and start with that episode first before diving into this four part series. So as I said today, this four part series, we're going to start with interoception. The next episode will be diving into polyvagal theory and why I feel that's important and some different aspects to start to work with that in yourself. We're going to dive into sleep and why sleep hygiene is so important for the nervous system and also some different aspects to start working with that if your sleep is not where you want it to be. And the fourth and final episode of this series will be on gut health. And I know that doesn't sound like the nervous system but our gut and our nervous system is linked and we're going to dive into how they're linked and what to start doing to improve different aspects of your gut health let's start with super simple basics of the nervous system just to define the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system because i'm going to be using those words a lot I think most of you already know those words, but if you don't, there's basically two systems that I talk a lot about. So the autonomic nervous system are the things that automatically happen in our body. We don't have to think about them. Our food digests, our saliva happens, our eyes dilate and constrict. We don't tell our body to do these things. It automatically happens. Therefore, it's named the autonomic nervous system. Within the autonomic nervous system, there's the parasympathetic system and the sympathetic nervous system. You might have heard as the parasympathetic nervous system as the rest and digest system. That is the system that our body is hopefully in more of the time. That is the system that we feel more relaxed, we feel more calm, we feel at peace, our food digests, we are just chill. The opposite on the other hand is the sympathetic nervous system and that is what some of you may know as the fight or flight system. And that is when we're active, we're engaged, we um, actually might be fighting someone, we might be arguing with someone, we might be fleeing, we might be running because we feel like there's danger and we need to get out of danger. This, unfortunately, is the state that most of us spend our time in. Most of us spend our day in our fight or flight system, whether we're aware of it or not. Because again, it's automatic. This is happening. So you might have a stressor, like read a piece of news, um, get into a small argument with your partner, and part of you, your logical brain, will be like, that's nothing that's small but what's happening on the inside is your sympathetic nervous system is being activated and you're starting to have maybe more anxiety you might be having feelings that the situation isn't safe and your body is starting to release adrenaline it's starting to release stress hormones so all of this could be happening without your awareness And this could be happening all day long, depending on how in tune you are to your nervous system. So that's the very simplified version of the autonomic nervous system. Now, it's important to note that if there is trauma, especially trauma in childhood, it might change how our brain is wired. And that's important to note. It means that the signals that send messages to automatically be in this fight or flight system or this rest and digest system might not happen the same way. So again, I dive more into what trauma is in episode nine, but just to briefly touch on it, trauma is a deeply stressful or disturbing event. It can be physical, mental, emotional, or a combination of all three. PTSD is diagnosed as trauma that's lasting longer than about six months, and it includes intrusive memories, avoidance of situations, negative changes in thinking and mood, and changes in the physical and emotional reactions. And so that's what I mean when I say if there is a trauma, the way that your body responds um, and automatically responds might change and might be different compared to someone who maybe has not experienced trauma, specifically childhood trauma. Again, go back and listen to episode nine. I dive into all of this there, but I think it's really important to highlight when we experience trauma, we experience it in our nervous system. So when we're working with our bodies and when we're working to heal trauma, we're essentially working with our nervous system. We're working with how our body is perceiving the world around us and then deciding whether consciously or unconsciously, do I, am I under threat? Am I in trouble here? Or can I stay out of my fight or flight system and stay regulated and calm? So for those of us that experience trauma We tend to be on the lookout more for threat. We have a tendency to not feel safe in our bodies more often than people that haven't. And again, this is a very normal mechanism. These things happen whether or not we are aware of it, whether we're conscious. And most of the time, we're completely unconscious that this is even happening. So a really fascinating concept that they started to discover when we had the ability to do brain scans, MRIs, CT scans, there started to be a lot of study with longtime meditators and what was happening in their brain. And I talk about this a lot because I think this is really important to highlight. When we experience a lot of stress and or trauma, it doesn't just have to be trauma. It can be high amounts of stress. When we experience stress, the part of our brain, the amygdala mostly, um, the limbic system that that says, "Okay, we're in trouble. We need to release adrenaline. We need to go into this fight or flight system." If that part of the brain is being signaled to a lot, just like a muscle, that part of the brain grows and it becomes larger. So your limbic system essentially becomes larger. And when that happens, your frontal cortex, the part of the brain that allows for clear thinking, clear speech, clear thought, decision-making, that part of your brain actually shrinks. So the frontal cortex and the limbic system are in direct relationship with each other. Meaning if you're stressed out a lot or you have had or experienced large amounts of trauma, you will be activated more in your fight or flight system because this part of your brain is on more, it's activated more and you'll have a more difficult time being in the frontal cortex and the frontal cortex shrinks. And so it's like that muscle, if we look at it like a muscle shrinks and our body is like, well, why would I use that weak little muscle when I can use this stronger one? That's how the brain works. And so if there is a lot of activation, a lot of stress, we spend more time in this activated state and it gets harder and more difficult to go into what I call wise mind. It becomes harder to be in that frontal cortex and have clear thoughts, have a clear understanding of the situation, and we're really removed from the present moment. So when we're removed from the present moment, we have a really difficult time looking around us, looking at our environment, being in the present moment and realizing, okay, maybe I'm actually not in danger. I maybe don't need to be stressed about the situation. Maybe the old memories or the old traumas are coming into the present moment and distorting what's actually happening in present time in the here and now. So that's why I think it's so important to understand these little mechanisms of the brain. Again, this is a really quick and dirty, small understanding of what's actually happening in the brain but we can start to see when we understand like oh my gosh if i spend all this time in my fight or flight system and my sympathetic system the more i spend stressed out the more i spend burnt out the easier it's going to be for me to be here and the less ability i actually have to be relaxed the less ability i have to be in my rest and digest system so, of course, the more that we spend in our rest and digest system, the more we spend in practices such as meditation, um, walking meditation, being present in our body, being present in the present moment, our frontal cortex will grow. That's the muscle that becomes larger. And the limbic system, the fight or flight system starts to shrink So what happens with these long-time meditators, and maybe some of you have experienced this yourself, is what once used to be really stressful or what really used to stress you out doesn't as much anymore. Or you might start to catch yourself and say, I actually don't need to get stressed right now. I just read this stressful news article, but I'm going to choose not to react. I'm going to choose to stay calm. And recognize that this news article doesn't need to trigger me right now. Or the person who cuts you off in traffic. Or the really busy grocery store. We start to recognize, okay, actually in this moment, my body is safe. There's actually not a threat happening in this present moment. So we can start to grow our frontal cortex and spend more time in this rest and digest space and as that happens we become less triggered we move through the world in a non-reactive way and this is what people talk about instead of reacting which is immediate and urgent we start to build the muscle where we can respond we can slow things down so one of the uh, The reasons why I want to talk about interoception today, which is really the topic at hand and where we're going, is interoception is our ability to interpret and notice our internal states. It's the ability to evaluate our sensations and our perceptions of our physical world. And we take in the interpretations and those sensations And assess what's actually happening right now and we're able to decipher what's actually happening right now what we're feeling right now who we are and where we even are so basically interoception is our ability to feel inside and the more that we're able to feel our bodies and understand what's happening inside we're able to manage those sensations that are coming in. This is both true for physical and emotional. And the more that we're able to feel inside and interpret these sensations, we have a less active limbic system or fight or flight system. And we're able to decrease our feelings of anxiety. And it reduces how strongly we respond to the stress in the moment because it might not even... Be actually happening it might be a past sensation or a past memory coming in so what's fascinating to me also about interoception is that the part of the brain that registers our interoception is called the insula the other thing that's registered in the insula is something called proprioception so proprioception is our ability to know where we are in space It's our ability to interpret movements of the body. It's what tells us, okay, my muscle is moving and I can have my eyes closed, but if I stick my arm out, I know that my right arm is out to the side of me in space. So there's this really close connection between proprioception and the musculoskeletal system. This proprioception and our interoception are in the same part of the brain and that is why there's a link between our musculoskeletal system and our movements our body movements how our body is in space and our ability to interpret what's happening on the inside so both proprioception and interoception is what allows us to feel and connect with our own internal experiences if it becomes dysregulated if this part of the if the insula becomes dysregulated if our bodies become dysregulated it's really difficult to manage our emotions and our physical sensations <laughs> there is a huge connection here i'm hoping i'm getting across the, this huge connection between our our body our physical bodies and how it's interpreting whether or not we're in danger and then activating or consciously or unconsciously activating this fight or flight system. So the more that we can tune into our musculoskeletal system, our viscera, our our proprioception, the more we're able to sense and feel and understand our own interoception And to me, this explains somatics. I'm like, this is why somatics works. This is why we have to address the body. This is why we have to address the cellular memory and all the felt senses as part of our healing process. Like we just can't ignore it. The interoception from our body, this what's happening it can go from the belly, the heart, and the lungs to the brain via the vagus nerve. And we're gonna get into the vagus nerve and this whole how this whole system works next week when we dive into polyvagal theory. But it can also be um, your face tension and how much tension you're holding in your face that our body is interpreting our interoception. And because now you understand this musculoskeletal component, our posture can therefore affect how regulated we are, how calm our nervous system is. And this is why I think it's also super important to talk about our posture and how our posture, sitting, standing, walking, can also send messages and signals to our brain of whether we're safe or not safe. One of the ways for me, the very first and beginning step to working with your nervous system, healing your nervous system, is starting to work with this concept of interoception. When you start to be able to actually feel and sense what's happening in your body that is when your nervous system starts to heal that's the very first step and that's why i felt like it was really important to introduce this and talk about this on a podcast especially for nervous system november also again just pointing out what happens in trauma It means that the way that our body is interpreting all of this, the signals get crossed. We can have small triggers which have big effects on our physiology. And that is usually what happens with trauma, is that a small thing happens and then our whole system has a very large response. A sensation can be tied to a bad memory or a bad experience or a bad thought so if we have that sensation again a similar sensation we go back into that bad memory without even thinking about it and suddenly we're in this loop and i've said this before we think the thing is actually happening we think the bad thing is happening when it's not it's actually not and so when we start to correctly interpret our interoception, our sensations that are happening inside the body, we're able to then correctly decide, okay, I don't need to go into fight or flight. I can stay in my rest and digest and I can work with this. I can work with this and rewire my nervous system to see this situation as it's actually happening in the present moment. So how do we do that? How do we start to work with our interoceptions, the sensations of our body, especially because most of us spend so much time outside of our body, so little time paying attention to the sensations, so little time being like, what's my posture doing right now? What's my heart rate doing right now? It's just not how we're designed or conditioned to live our days. So how do, how do we start to work with this? I know it might sound silly and very simple, but it's actually quite difficult. What we want to do is start paying attention to our sensations as much as we can and when we can. When we start to pay attention to our sensations, we are able to build a more accurate library Of our interoception. When we do that this allows us to more accurately track our responses and notice when we're regulated and dysregulated. So really we want to start to bring awareness to this regulation, dysregulation and the different ways that our bodies respond to this regulation and this dysregulation. So you can track your sensations. You can do that throughout the day. You can take moments throughout the day and simply notice, what are the sensations in my body right now? And start to learn how to differentiate between the different sensations. So all of us have developed our own language of our somatic experiences to interpret our world and to interpret what's happening someone who has a lot of experience in that realm working with somatics noticing their sensations has a very large vocabulary i have a way to describe the sensations in my body where they are what's happening and i can do that relatively easily because this is something that i've worked with a lot This is something that I've paid a lot of attention to through my own somatic healing and my own somatic work and learning how to work with my own nervous system. So the language we developed to describe our somatic experiences come from our early childhood experiences and our early childhood experiences of the self and our early childhood relationships. So if you had a very difficult, traumatic childhood, your language and your ability to explain your sensations and the somatics of the body might be more limited or might be, yeah, I'll stick with limited. It might be more limited compared to someone who had a great childhood experience and really supportive relationships. So some of us might develop a somatic vocabulary that is more easily attuned and we go more towards those words and sensations of pain, distress, danger, watchfulness, and these are all very survival-based sensations, and this gives us a very limited vocabulary and it makes it more difficult to want to tune into the body. You're like, why would I tune into my body if when I tune into my body all I feel is pain? When that happens, when we're not able to accurately attune to the true sensation or this or expand our interoceptive language, we're unable to experience the felt sense of safety. And we're not able to come into our window of tolerance, which I've talked a lot about before, also talk about in the previous podcast. If our somatic vocabulary is one that is based on survival related forms, we can't actually recognize what's happening. So just again, recognizing, taking a moment, just seeing like, okay, what was my childhood like? what is my somatic vocabulary do i have a tendency to notice pain heartache danger distress more so than safety stability peace so just starting to open up some curiosity around that for yourself in reality, the best way to work through this is, is with someone, with a therapist or coach or practitioner that is trained in this somatic processing, somatic experiencing, a somatic practitioner, someone who really understands the nervous system and understands these concepts of interoception. If you find that you might be one of those people that no matter what you do, you tune into your body and it's always pain. That might be a sign that it's time to work with someone. And that's beyond what this podcast is going to go into. If you are one of those people, it's not to say all is lost. Definitely not. It's that you might need an outside person to start to work with you to guide you through understanding the different mechanisms and expand your language, expand the vocabulary, work through some of those difficult childhood experiences so that your body can start to attune to some different sensations and your vocabulary can start to expand. One of the best ways or one of the ways that the brain changes is when we notice change. When we bring awareness to the change itself, something about that wakes up the brain. So if you take a moment to tune in and you can practice this right now on the podcast, you can bring yourself to a comfortable seat, check your posture, try to have, you know, alignment, a neutral spine, a neutral pelvis, fill your feet flat on the floor Feel your sit bones in the chair. Start to relax your eyes and your jaw and your shoulders. And just bringing awareness to the present sensations in your body. And if you notice any pain or this is uncomfortable, bringing awareness to your breath or to the sound of my voice, And through working with someone, there might be a subtle change. Your breath might deepen. Your hands might soften. And working with someone can help bring awareness to that change happening in your body in the present moment. So instead of focusing on the pain, We start to focus, oh, my hands are softening. My breath is expanding. My belly is softening. And even if you aren't someone that has a history of pain, you can be doing this exercise and you're still bringing awareness to the sensations of the present moment. As someone who's worked with this a lot, as I tune into my own body, what I notice is a warmth on my shoulders. I notice the firmness of the chair against my sit bones. I notice that I just took a little bit bigger and deeper breath. And I know for me when I start to take bigger and deeper breaths that my body is safe and relaxed and in this moment I'm okay. So I bring more and more awareness to the softness in my body, the sensations, whatever they are. and the stability of the moment, the safeness of the moment. We can work with an acronym called RAIN, R standing for recognizing the sensation, being with it, we name it to tame it, we name the sensations, we recognize it, A, we allow it, we allow it to happen, we allow it to be there. I, we start to investigate. What am I believing about this sensation? Do I like this sensation? Is there anything that this sensation needs or anything I need? If I could say yes to this sensation, what would happen? Where did this sensation come from or start? So we're just invoking curiosity around the sensation, around what's here, and then we nurture it and for nurture. What does my body or this sensation need to feel nurtured in this moment? And we do that. And after going through this rain exercise, we notice the change. Okay, how does my body feel now compared to how my body felt when I started noticing my sensations? What shifted? What did I learn? We do some reflection. And suddenly, (laughs) in a short amount of time, we've allowed our body to come into the present moment. We've paid attention to our proprioception. And we grew that interoceptive muscle just a little bit more. And the more that we grow that interoception, the more that we correctly interpret our proprioception the less anxiety and the less trigger that we have so it's about exploring your sensations and coming into a felt sense of safety as my teacher Kate White says that was then and this is now and read starting to allow your body to recognize those sensations are from then that story that interpretation is from back there that's from then that is not now that is not what is happening now what's happening now is my body is softening i'm noticing my sensations and i'm coming into the present moment Again, to name, if you have a lot of trauma or difficulty tuning into these sensations, this is a great time to work with someone. This is the beginning of how somatic practitioners start to work is what's available, how in the nervous system is each person, and how can we start to bring more awareness to the nervous system? Again, understanding your interoception is the quickest way to start to understand your nervous system and you might need some help and asking for support and and seeking out help is sometimes the best thing we can do for our healing and our learning and our growth so i think i'll stop there for today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this when we dive into polyvagal theory because As I said earlier, our posture, and I use the word vagus nerve, this is all really linked with the polyvagal system, our interoception, interpreting our sensations, how safe we feel, and also how to grow that and expand that is really, really linked to the polyvagal system. And there's a lot of activities, a lot of um, exercises that you can do that come with working with the polyvagal system that help your nervous system be more regulated let's stop there um as always let me know if you have any questions let me know if you try the RAIN acronym or if you start to tune into your sensations give yourself some time but if you start to do that process and that activity let me know what you think how you feel what you notice if there's aspects of the nervous system or somatics that you would like me to dive into on this podcast, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Leave a review. Let me know that you enjoyed it. I I would really appreciate that. If you'd like to do some deeper work around this, let me know. This is what somatic processing is. This is what I'm doing with my clients this is the direction that we start to move into when I say I work with clients with the nervous system. This is the basic basics. This is the beginning. And I'm happy to offer that support in a one-on-one coaching container with you. If you would like to do that with me, please reach out. Let me know. And I'll see you guys next week as we dive into the polyvagal theory. Thanks so much and have a beautiful day.